The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas J. Stanley One sentence summary The Millionaire Next Door shows you the simple spending and saving habits that lead to more cash in the bank than most people earn in their life and helps you avoid the pitfalls some potential future millionaires make on their way to financial independence. My favorite quote from the author is Whatever your income, always live below your means. Thomas J. Stanley It always makes me sad to hear a great author has died of unnatural causes. In Thomas J. Stanley's case, it was a drunk driver who tried to cut him off in traffic, crashing into his Corvette, one of his few luxuries, and fatally injuring him at 71 years old. This book, which ironically made him and his co-author millionaires, was published in 1996 and has sold over 3 million copies to date. Stanley was obsessed with studying the wealthy, whom he called the affluent, and what discerns them from those he calls UAWs, under-accumulators of wealth. As it turns out, becoming a millionaire is not rocket science, just a matter of planning well, living below your means and avoiding a few stupid mistakes. Want to know how? Use these three simple rules to improve your chances of ending up with a million dollars in the bank. 1. Save responsibly from the moment you first start earning more than you need to live. 2. Use this simple formula to calculate if you're falling short of your financial potential. 3. Avoid economic outpatient care to reach your goal. Are you committed to making your dream of financial independence come true? Well, let's see if you can keep these rules. The Millionaire Next Door Lesson 1 Save responsibly from the moment you first start earning more than you need to live. This answers the question, how do I get started on my path towards financial independence? Most people think the only way to become a millionaire is to earn at least 1 million per year for a couple of years. But even if you're one of the top earners in the world, taxes will eat away roughly 50% of your annual income. Deduct living expenses, maybe a mortgage and a few vacations and you might end up with just $200,000, if you're lucky. However, that would indeed make you lucky because you never even have to earn a million dollars in a year in order to become a millionaire. Not with this one rule anyways. The moment you earn more than you need to live, save as much as you responsibly can and avoid spending cash on things you don't need. Budgeting well and living a frugal life is really all you need to build wealth, especially if you're still young. Around 55% of all millionaires attest their wealth simply to being deliberate about their finances and disciplined saving. And a note for the youngsters. If you're not out of college yet, remember this at all costs, so you can instantly start saving half or even more of your income once you start your first job. The Millionaire Next Door Lesson 2 Calculate if you're not reaching your full financial potential with this simple equation. This answers the question, how can I assess my personal financial situation right now? Stanley has come up with a simple formula to calculate your expected wealth. Multiply your age with your pre-tax annual income and divide by 10. Whatever this number is, it reflects how rich you could be right now if you've already cultivated good spending habits. For example, if you earn, if you earn $80,000 at age 30, your expected wealth comes out to $240,000. Now, take this with a grain of salt, since it takes younger people longer to reach their expected wealth because of compounding interest. 
A 50-year-old will have reaped the benefits of the interest they get on their interest for much longer, for example. However, it's still a good indicator of how well you stack up and can keep you from becoming a big hat, no cattle type. That's someone who appears wealthy, like a farmer with a big hat, but in reality spends all their money on keeping up this illusion, and thus has no actual cattle. Try to get closer and closer to your expected wealth over time, not by saving excessively, but by avoiding spending too much. The Millionaire Next Door Lesson 3 Don't fall for economic outpatient care to see your bank account go to 7 figures. This answers the question, what's the biggest mistake I could make on my path to financial freedom? Do you know how kids with rich parents often can't handle their finances and never worry about spending? That's what economic outpatient care or EOC is all about. Most affluent parents mean well when they support their children with their hard-saved money, but in reality it hurts their ability to handle money. Almost half of all wealthy Americans sponsor their children and grandchildren with over $15,000 per year, which leads them to acquire the according lifestyles, even though technically they can't afford them. I'm not American, but in hindsight I think I too have received that much each year. And while I never went crazy and invested most of the money into my future, like studying abroad or buying books or courses or traveling, I still didn't know how to save and grow my money until I started earning my own. The problem with regular economic outpatient care is that it eventually just fades into your annual income, making you believe you earn more than you do and even calculating with that money in advance. So what's the lesson? I think it's this. If you have rich parents, don't waste their money. The very least you can do is invest it wisely. If you are a rich parent, don't spoil your kids. You won't do them any good. My personal takeaways from the millionaire next door. One takeaway that has that this book has made utterly clear in my mind is the one from lesson three to avoid economic outpatient care. And for me, it's a long shot because I'm single, I'm 26, I'm nowhere near having a family and having children. But this is the one thing I would do differently than what my parents did while they raised me. And I think my parents have done a tremendous job. They've done literally everything or 99.99% right of, of what they could. Uh, and I'm so happy about I, I'm so happy I, I had them as my parents and I'm really grateful for them. But I do think that if I had been forced as a young kid, 13, 14 years old, to take a job, take a paper route, make some money, earn earn extra money to, uh, in uh, addition to my pocket money and so on, that I would have learned so much about money and spending and how hard it is to how hard it is to earn the 70 bucks or so it takes to buy a new Xbox game. If I had just learned that earlier, then I would have started saving and and being more frugal with my money so much earlier. So if you have kids, I really encourage you to just think about this. Are you, are you spending too much money on them? Are you sort of uh, indulging them? Are you maybe not teaching them how to handle money well? <clears throat> and if you're a recipient of economic outpatient care, I dare you to take a good hard look at how much money you're actually taking from your parents or your grandparents or whoever it might be and thinking, well, is this really deserved? Is this my money? Does this help me handle my finances? Or am I splurging just because I know I'm getting so much money for free? I think that is the most 
most prominent lesson from this book that I have in my mind and I hope I will carry it with me for a long, long time and I really, really hope I don't forget it by the time I have children because that way I can instill the right work ethic in them that they need to set themselves up for a successful career and a successful independent life, which is what I want for myself and what I would want for my future children as well.